0: Hello, and a very warm welcome to you, wherever you are, dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi, and the station is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. We are more than glad to have you on board, our dear listener. Today, the first segment will be on family life, and Pastor Kigono will join us to talk about working on issues. Thereafter, Sister Becky Arunga will join us during the Bible segment. But first things first, Faith for Today Quartet comes to us with a song, For a Thousand Times." Sit tight and enjoy.
1: Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, by great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and
0: Welcome back dear listener that was for a thousand thanks by faith for today quartet and now on family life pastor kigundu joins us with more on how to work on issues stay tuned and be on the know remember you're listening to the new life program coming to you live from the heart of nairobi this is adventist world radio the voice of hope
2: Listener, welcome to our Abundant Life series Based on John 10 verse 10 Where Jesus said, I have come That they may have life and have it to the full And we believe that that fullness of life That abundant life encompasses our marriage as well Today I want us to discuss on working on issues And I want us to look at psalm 127 verse 1 where the bible says unless the lord builds a house they labor in vain who build it the homes we are building within our lives and our marriages are not all about us they are actually more about god's kingdom work being done here on earth yes God wants to lavish His love and gifts upon us, but He also looks beyond our individual comforts and weaves them into His kingdom work for the greater good of all. As you read John chapter 1 in the Bible, you will see that through Him and in Him and for Him all things were created. God delights in us, but everything is not all about us. We are part of our body created to be in communion with each other and with God. Those of us who try to live in denial of that truth contribute to the problems in this world and in our marriages in particular. In our last marriage message, we talked about marriage not being all about our satisfaction, that God has a higher purpose on many different levels that we as human beings cannot even comprehend. But there is something that author Juliana Slettery wrote that would like to expand upon a bit in this marriage, she said. If a marriage is ultimately about getting our own needs met, then marriage is over when intimacy fails. However, marriage can also be viewed as something beyond our needs. It's often the ultimate test of our values and character. Like no other relationship, marriage can highlight our fears and selfishness. It's essentially a ministry. The way we respond in marriage reflects our core beliefs and our very reason for living. Being a faithful and loving spouse ultimately relies upon our choices to be faithful to God, especially when our husband or wife is unlovable. Continuing in the marriage is only possible when our life means more than finding pleasure fulfillment and happiness she goes on to say if being married isn't about getting needs for intimacy and companionship met then what's the purpose although God's design is for a husband and wife to become one the reality of marriage falls short marriage is a mystery that's meant to awaken and illuminate our hunger for christ end of quote so what it comes down to is this your spouse is not to be your god the same principle is true in reverse concerning wives god did not create your spouse to be a substitute for himself but instead to be his colleague in demonstrating his love to us Suddenly, we put too many expectations upon our spouse to do the job alone. And frankly, because our spouse is human, he or she will often fail in doing their part. And so do we in different ways as well. It's just that we look at our failures with different eyes, excusing our failings. When this happens, it's all the more important to look to Christ to help us as we hunger for love and righteousness. Another way God mysteriously uses marriage to awaken and illuminate our hunger for Christ is the way in which our spouses seem to be able to bring our flows out into the open. I never realized how selfish, petty, short-tempered how lazy at times i could be along with being prideful and vengeful until i got married my wife pushed just the right emotional buttons within me and out popped those ugly characteristics yes the spouse gets blamed for doing the pushing but in reality there are character flows that were buried deep until the perfect storm of marriage brought them out into the open I now realize God knew that my character flaws needed to be brought to the open and allowed my spouse to reveal them. I also know that wherever they come out, I have two choices. One, I can blame my spouse for doing the pushing and hurting me or two, I can realize that God and I have more work to do together to root out that which I shouldn't be holding on to, and so that I can participate in God's divine nature. And the same dear listener goes to you. That's why Second Peter 1 verse 5 to 11 Peter says, For this very reason, But if anyone does not have them, he is near-sighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. But if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. With this in mind, dear listener, We challenge you as we challenge ourselves to look at that which you can add to and that which you are personally responsible for, which is causing problems in your marriage. Remember, you cannot control what your husband or wife does, but you can control your actions. Whatever problems you are contributing to in your relationship, make it your mission to work on those issues in partnership with God. Don't allow pride, feelings of inadequacy, or whatever you may have going on in your mind that is deceiving you into thinking that you cannot and shouldn't work on your own stuff. Resources and tools are available to help you as the wonderful counselor your Holy Spirit will reveal. And as a follower of Christ, keep persevering. James 1 verse 4 says, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, dear listener, when you are facing trials in your relationships and in life, ask the Lord what you can learn through it all. Participate with Him in redeeming that which is problematic. Please don't add to the problem. Learn and apply all you can to persevere and grow despite the painful way it is presented. In light of these, we would like to pass a prayer that was sent to us on to you. We pray you enough, sun to keep your attitude bright no matter how gray the day may appear. We pray you enough rain to appreciate the sun even more. We pray you enough happiness to keep your spirit alive and everlasting. We pray you enough pain so that even the smallest joys of life may appear bigger. We pray you enough gain to satisfy your wanting. We pray you enough loss to appreciate all that you possess. We pray you enough hallows to get you through the goodbyes you experience. We are asking God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, and we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. That is Colossians 1 verse 9 to 10. Romans 15, verse 5 to 6, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we leave you with a prayer recorded in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 5. May the Lord direct your heart into God's love and Christ's perseverance.
0: Those of you who are just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, please do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is of the way, here is a song, My Lord Water Morning by Faithful Today Quartet. We still have a great show going on, don't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: to my God's right hand. When the stars begin to Sinners mourn to wake the nations under
0: My dear listener, thank you for choosing our station. We are because you are. Right about now, join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Today, her message will be Get ready, he is coming. Be blessed.
3: It is indeed a privilege that the lord has granted unto us that we may be in his presence to study his word and to learn of his patient ways Uh, beloved i do not know your experience with the savior but i can state of a fact that the lord is always nigh unto they that call him and unto they that seek him with a pure heart today i am your sister in christ Becky arunga I invite you that we pray together, even as we seek to delve into the study of what God has for us this day. Eternal and ever-living Father, we give thanks and praise unto your name for your divine providence and for your loving kindness. Thank you, O dear Lord, for whenever we call unto you, you answer us. We praise you and we exalt you for this opportunity to study your word. And I pray, Father, that you may bless us immensely with every spiritual blessing by giving us utmost concentration to be able to know the things, the wondrous works of your law. Abide with us till we come to a close, for I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved of God, I would want us to look at a a fact that is there for us to understand and underscore in these last days that we live in. We have the Apostle Paul writing a letter to the church in Thessaloniki, telling them exactly what shall happen regarding the end of the age. There has been a lot of misconceptions regarding the Christ whom we serve and how he shall appear to take his people who shall be victors over the world. Some, whereas some people opine that Christ will come in a secret manner, and take his people away, other people opine that when others die, they immediately get translated. And we need to know the true position as explained in scripture, as it is the word of God that is able to help us all and to bring salvation unto us all. Allow me to bring to our attention from the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. There is this Christian hope that burns within our heart. There is this hope that surpasseth every other trial and tribulation that may come our way. And this hope that transcends all troubles is the hope in the coming of the Lord. The hope that our God whom we serve is mighty to save. The hope that after all is said and done, the earth and all its elements shall be consumed and the Lord shall create a new heaven and a new earth. And that hope that burns within our heart, that hope in the coming of the Lord, is what propels us to daily live according to the divine precepts of the Savior. The fact that in a time that is coming, in a little while, all the sorrows of this world will come to an end, and we shall be in a position to dwell with the Lord eternally, is what gives us the joy within our heart. But how sad a state that some of us as are oblivious as to the event that shall come, that will be there to herald the second coming of Christ. Or rather, how many times we are oblivious as to that which we ought to do to ensure that the second coming of Christ does not catch us unawares. This was the same situation in the church of the Thessalonians because they were oblivious, they were ignorant of the happenings or rather events that would mark the second coming of Christ and in the manner in which it shall take place. Allow me to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, reading from verse 1. The scripture says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves knows perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Essentially... Paul is trying to write this letter and saying that I have no need to write to you telling you exactly when Christ is coming. For his coming is as that of a thief in the night. Now, whereas we do not know when thieves may come and attack us in our homes or households, one thing we know is that day by day we need to reinforce our homes and do what is humanly possible to ensure that if perchance a robber or a thief comes, he may not be able to attack us. That is to mean that we are constantly prepared for any attack that may come outside from without from the thief or robber that may come our way. And so essentially this is what Paul is trying to say, that there is no setting of time regarding the second coming of Christ. What essentially is there is that each one of us ought to be ready beloved it is not time for us to go about counting and trying to find out when jesus is coming back what he has promised us is of a fact that he is coming what we need to do is to get prepared to get ready to do his service each one of us, the Lord has bestowed upon us every blessing. He has given us a way in which we can serve Him. By our talents, by our bounties, by all that we seek to do, He has given us something commensurate to aid. It. it is not that some have been bountifully given and others have been denied. Each one of us has been given as his strength is, as his capability is. Remember one thing for sure. When God commanded Noah to build the ark, the turtles and the leopard were given a similar number of days to get into the ark. And all of them were able to get in on time. And when the floods came upon the face of the earth, all the animals that were in the ark were safe. It did not matter the speed that they took to get into the ark. All that mattered is they were ready and prepared to get into the ark and surely they did get in. I do not know what you're waiting for. But knowing the time that now is, my beloved, I think it is time to wake up from your sleep. It is time to wake up from the slumber that is preventing you from working for the Lord. It is time that you get rid of any sort of complacency that may that would have come as a result of you thinking that the Lord is slack towards his promise of his second coming. Know this one thing for a certain the Lord is not slack towards his promise of coming to take us home, but is long suffering towards us, he is long suffering towards you and I. He does no desire that any one of us should perish but a desire that you may repent and come to life everlasting. I do not know what you're struggling with. I do not know what is it that is preventing you from achieving your objective. But this one thing I know, that when you trust in the Lord, when you obey the Lord, He shall impress upon your minds the times that we are living in, and you shall be able to know that surely He is near. By the studying of, of the weather patterns, we are able to know that the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Even so, as we're looking at the situations that are happening around us, it is possible to know this one thing, that our Lord is nigh. I pray that this day you may be impressed upon your mind to wait upon the Lord, for this is the hope that burns within our heart. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father. Your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. On account of your mercies, you have reminded us of the need to be ready, to be prepared to receive you when you come to take us home. We have nothing to commend ourselves to you, but we hold on to the old ragged cross, dear Lord, that by taking the cross we may in turn get a crown at the end of the age. Keep us faithful, keep us trusting, Keep us serving. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views. Comments or questions about the show through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Until next time, when the cookie crumbles, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly. Oh,
1: for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our songs. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim.